This podcast is brought to you by the Reform Witness Committee of Hope Protestant Reformed Church in Walker, Michigan. It is our goal to spread our distinct Protestant Reformed views based on the Word of God and the Reformed Confessions. We hope that this message is edifying to you. Dear listener, I would ask of you, by way of introduction, to imagine with me a man. This is a family man who has many children. And this family man is a godly man. He's an upright man. And he loves the children that he has. He loves to spend time with them. He loves to interact with his children. But then it's required of this man that he go a long way away. and He must leave behind his children while he goes away. And as this man prepares to go away on this long journey, this man who loves his children determines that he is going to look for someone who can watch over his children in his absence. So he goes out and he looks for someone who would be qualified to watch over his children. He finds someone that is suitable And then he appoints that man to watch over his home in his absence. And he gives unto that man who has been appointed to watch over his home specific details and duties about what he must do to watch over this home. He tells the man appointed that he is to seek the peace of that home. He's to make sure that there's order in that home. He's to make sure that the children get along with each other and that the children do not hurt one another. And then that father tells the man who's been appointed to watch over his home that he is to protect that home. Should anybody come from outside who tries to break into the home, Anybody who would try to sneak into that home at nighttime to try to take, steal any of the children out of that home, it's the duty of the man watching over that home to defend the home against anybody who would come in and break and enter and steal from that home. The father goes away and the father entrusts these children to that person appointed to watch over that home. When that father returns after having gone away, that father will demand of that man appointed to watch over the home an answer for how he did, whether he was faithful in watching over that home and protecting the children of that home, or whether he was unfaithful, negligent in watching over that home. What we have just described here in picture form is the place of the civil government or the civil magistrate. The civil magistrate is that servant appointed by God to watch over God's people.
people. There is on this earth much confusion about the place and about the duty of the civil government. There are some who look at the civil government and who have too lofty of an expectation of the civil government. They think that the civil government will be their savior, that the civil government will be the one who can deliver them from all of their troubles and trials and hardships in life. And so if ever there is a problem in society, a hardship that is encountered by people, the immediate thought of many people is that the government will provide the solution. The government will be their savior. On the other hand, there are those who look at the civil government on this earth and they look down upon that government. They even despise the place of the civil government. They have no trust that the government will protect them, that the government will shield them from anybody that would harm them. But how do you view the government? And more importantly, what does God's word say about the civil government? You see, we all have our own personal feelings, our own personal judgments about the government. We all have our own personal experiences with the government. Some have good, favorable experiences. Others have had negative experiences with the government. And the temptation for each and every one of us is that we allow our own personal thoughts and judgments and experiences with the government to shape our view of them. And maybe... Our view of the government is rather negative. But what does God's word say about the civil government? What is the perspective of faith? Let's look at some verses from Romans chapter 13 to see what God in his word says about the government. And then let's pray that God give to us a spirit of humility that we can submit to God's teaching about the civil government. Romans chapter 13 verse 4 teaches us an important truth about the government. It teaches us that the government is God's servant, the servant. And the word that's used And the King James Version of the Bible is minister. Romans 13, verse 4, speaking of the government, says, For he is the minister of God to thee for good. And that word minister means servant. The government is the servant of God to you for good. Though it could be the case that man has been hurt by the government, though it could be the case that man is bitter against the government, 
and that man has endured much grief at the hands of the government, yet the word of God remains and the word of God will never change. The word of God is that the government is the minister, the servant of God himself unto you for good. He's a servant. A servant then is somebody who is under a master and someone who then does the will of the master. The servant does not get to choose where he will work. The servant does not get to choose what will be the nature of his work. The servant does not get to choose when he will work and when he will not work. But for the servant, all of those things are determined for him by the master. The scriptures teach us that the government is that servant. The government does not get to choose when it will work. The government does not get to choose how it will work. The government does not get to choose the location in which it will work. But God is the one who puts that servant in place. He is the minister or the servant of God to thee for good. And so we can dig into this idea here of what it means that the government is the servant or the minister of God. There's a few things that we can observe here. First of all, we can see from this word that he's the servant of God, that the government has been chosen by God. That's an important thing for us as Christians to understand that God is the one who has chosen this or that individual to be in his or her position in government. Though we might not like the policies of that individual, though we might not like the way that that individual implements their policies, yet this truth remains the same. They are the minister of God, and God appointed that individual. Sometimes God uses what we would call unlikely servants to be those who are in positions of government. Sometimes man can be surprised, taken aback, at the individual that God has chosen to rule as the civil governor. And this surprise that man has at the persons that God selects to be in positions of power is nothing new. But for hundreds, even thousands of years now, man has been taken aback by the people that God puts, God chooses to be his servants. If we go back way into the Old Testament, we see an example of People are being surprised at the man that God chose. There was the prophet Samuel. Samuel was told by God to go to the house of Jesse, and he was to choose from among the sons of Jesse the one who would be the next king over Israel. And so Samuel went to Jesse's house, and Jesse had his sons 
lined up there, and then the sons from oldest down to the youngest passed in front of the prophet Samuel. And we can imagine the suspense here as one by one the sons pass in front of the prophet Samuel. Will I be the one who will be the next king over Israel? And so the oldest son passed in front of Samuel, but no, he was not to be the next king. And then the next oldest son passed in front. And again, God made it clear to Samuel, nope, he's not to be the king. One by one, they went down the line until it seemed that all of the sons had passed in front of Samuel, and yet still a king had not been chosen. So then Samuel asked of Jesse, Jesse, are these all of your sons? And Jesse said, well, no, these are not all my sons. I have yet one more son. He's still just a boy. He's, he's a young boy who's out taking care of the sheep. Certainly it can't be that this young boy who's out tending to the sheep is going to be the next king over the covenant nation of Israel. But Samuel commanded that this boy be brought, and indeed God made it clear that this young shepherd boy, unlikely to be the next king in the eyes of his father Jesse, and unlikely to be a qualified leader in the eyes of his brothers, who were all disappointed that they had not been appointed as king, unlikely, though this servant boy Jesse was, or that this boy David was, yet he was the one that God had chosen. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God uses at times what we would consider to be unlikely, even unqualified or unfit people to rule over his people. He is the minister, the servant of God. Thank you for listening to this message. It is our hope that it was edifying to you. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them to be notified as future messages are published. We welcome you to join us on Sundays for worship at 9.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m. You can find more information about us at our website, hopeprchurch.org. Also, you can follow us on our Hope Protestant Reformed Church Facebook page, and you can email the Reform Witness Committee with any questions or feedback at hoperwc at gmail.com. Thank you.